Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of B Squared Social Jam with me, Blair Kaplan Venables. And Bosco from somewhere in the virtual world. Yes. Coming to you from outer space. But I'm coming <laughs> to you from Pemberton. <laughs> I'm actually in Australia, but this backdrop will tell you differently. So that's that's fun. Um so, you know, we were just talking. We this is our sixth episode sixth episode, right? Wow. I think we're getting better at it. Is it six or four? I think it's four. What? I don't know. Five. It's kind of like quarantine. We don't even know what day of the week it is. A hundred. Yeah, something. Um, but, you know, obviously, like the beginning, we didn't even know we were going to make a podcast. We thought, let's just get together and record it and see what happens. And like, look where we are now. So now we put a bit more prep into these shows. What do you do to prepare? Like vocally, take notes. Like, What do you do to get ready to go on camera and on mic? Well, you know, I like to go on long walks on the beach, but uh, when it comes to this, I basically like to do a little bit of research. Um, and, and not just because, I mean, obviously, you know, I think you and I have different forms of conversations and we cover different aspects of, you know, the quarantine and everything else. But I like to, I like to personally just, you know, see what's going on in the world and see if there's anything relevant that's worth talking about. So Yeah, I think that's great. I actually put some notes up because I don't want to be like, I'm trying to like figure out what to do with my How eyes. How do you prepare, Blair? So I, I put notes together and I put them yeah. on my big screen above my laptop. Okay. And in grade six, everyone at Ramah Hebrew School in Winnipeg, which no longer exists, we were the last graduating grade six class because um, another Jewish school was built and all the Jewish right. schools became one. And um, we were part of a choir and they had this big reunion. And oh. so our whole grade six class was also the choir. And mm -hmm. I, maybe there was other grade fives there. I'm not sure. But we used to have to do these warm ups before singing. And I swear to God, I know every Beatles song. But one of the warm ups just stuck with me my entire life. And grade six was a long time ago. And right. so before going on camera or having an interview, or a really important phone call, I always do this little exercise. And if you're watching this and you went to Rama, you'll probably remember this from Mrs. Bronstein, but she used to do this warm up with us. It goes, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. And so I actually always do that a few times because it like, I talk really fast and I try to, you know, just warm up <laughs> my mouth. Oh, Jesus. But this, yeah. sounds, this sounds funny. Yeah, it's like la 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 la, but like tip the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. That's funny. <laughs> I think this episode is going to be called the tip of the tongue. <laughs> might be, might be, might be. We'll I, see. And I know right now, if you're watching this, you're probably trying it because it's a really fun one. <laughs> Come on, Boston. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that. I mean, I have to go back and see if there's anything I used to do. I used to call them tongue twisters, I guess, back in the day. Well, like so. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickles. Yeah, fingers. something sea salt. I remember that one. No, she, she seashells. seashells. That's right. Seashells. She sells seashells by the seashore. I'm pretty sure that's what I had to learn. Yeah, but I was in Africa, so yeah. different story. Maybe it was different, different story. Yeah. Um. So we got lots to talk about. Things are rapidly changing, you know, in this COVID environment, and it's cool as a marketer to see how things right. are evolving and growing. And I'm just stoked yeah. to dive in with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got all these different features that are now coming up. Uh, 
um, on social media. The big, the big updates are basically the introduction of the enhancement of how we do social live. So, you know, I think back in the day we would do these interviews and film them and, you know, you'd have, you'd have video content and obviously, you know, video consumption has increased in the last few months, but, uh, you know, social media is now, you know, really pushing people to go into messenger rooms, live chat rooms through video, as well as, uh, broadcasting live to your social feeds and obviously this this whatever you broadcast ends up becoming content that you curate or create so um, you know Facebook has been playing around with a couple of things they've got a Facebook rooms now I looked at my phone yesterday I'm like oh I can actually get into these private rooms and uh, and have some some content and so yeah I mean I, I was curious to see what your take was I mean obviously we've been going back and forth and seeing all these updates I mean I, I think even Spotify has come up with uh, they're testing a, a visual podcast, as they call it. So, you know, what's your thoughts about all of this? Um, I think there's too much going on. Like, yeah. I know everyone's trying to one-up each other. But, yeah. like, it's a lot. There's a lot of things going on. Like, even with a client right. of mine, we're, like, switching between, like, different platforms and trying different features. And yeah. I want to just stick to what I'm using. So, right now, the main thing I'm using is Zoom. Yeah. I have a client who really likes Google. We use Google there, but I'm still more of a Zoom fan. Every yeah. so often there's a group messenger or a WhatsApp. But I think what's really cool is to see the evolution of backgrounds like you're using. I was in Canva yesterday working on our new logo. And yeah. there's actually now Canva's updated. They have templates for Zoom backgrounds. And right. so a lot of brands and companies are seeing an opportunity and they're creating these really fun Zoom backgrounds. I have some colleagues, some clients who are getting really creative and like, we'll hop on a call with 20 people from around North America and he's Photoshopped a picture of a giant cat or like, right. what's that cute guys from Star Wars named the green little Chewbacca? No, Yoda, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda yeah. One of the, yeah. he made baby Yoda riding a cat and right. just like, right. it's funny to see people's creativity and brands are really yeah. harnessing that. And I think that's a cool evolution. I think it annoys me that all these other companies are coming out with things because Right. I don't have to try Like, I'm not going to test them all out. I know what works for me. I'm going to keep yeah. using what works. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a creature of habit too. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I don't have a TikTok account. And it's not because, you know, I don't find the content there meaningful or or engaging. I just don't feel like it's my audience. And, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine and I said, hey, you know, you've been on TikTok, you've got 100,000 views. You know, she recently posted that she was being bullied on TikTok because people were saying that her vegan free food was, you know, looking like turds. And, and so she was feeling really hurt that these young people were taking stabs at her. And I said, so, you know, tell me a little bit about TikTok. How, how has it impacted your brand? And she's like, well, I've sold a few books, but really, you know, it's, it's not really for my business. And so at the end of the day, I think, you know, I, I tend to go where my audience is specifically my market, my clients. And, uh, you know, you know, I might, I might experiment with a few of these live things, but you know, I don't think I'm necessarily really keen on it. I tried Facebook messenger video the other day through the desktop and the quality was great, but you know, it, when you're used to something like zoom, you kind of stick to it. So my, my advice is, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of hype. I know there's a lot of different angles we can use broadcasting and all these different things, but just remember that the, the, the technology is just the makeup. It's the application. At the end of the day, it's your content and it's how you're engaging and it's the quality of the content that you're producing that, that matters. And at the end of the day, all these other things are just platforms. I agree. Find what works for you, stick with it, master it.
That's right. And, you know, while we're on this subject, I guess the other thing I want to talk about is this whole spray and pray, uh, and I call it spray and pray over making the clay. So um, I'm sure, I'm sure Blair, you've heard this term before. I but use spray and pray all the time. And a lot of yeah. my education about right. so, strategy instead of spraying and praying. And yeah, it's funny when yeah. people like, <laughs> so, they're funny. I know. So why don't you tell me what your version of spray and pray is? Cause I, I, I think I've heard it from you first. So I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll go over the making the clay, but I'll let you hit up. Yeah, the, spraying, the spraying and praying and like in relation to marketing. Yeah. So a marketing strategy, it's a plan. Spraying and praying means you're just doing everything, putting stuff everywhere and hoping something works. Yeah. Another analogy is throwing shit at the wall. One of my most yeah. favorite um, quotes that someone gave me, my friend's aunt gave me, was if you throw enough shit at the wall, something's going to stick. <laughs> so it's a kind of out there, but spraying and praying, it's like, I use this with social media. You don't need to spray and pray. Don't be everywhere. You don't need to be on YouTube and TikTok and talk and LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. If you don't have time and you don't know what you're doing, just pick one and master it. Then add another, then add another and create a strategy for those networks. You don't need to just be everywhere and hope something works. That's exhausting. It is. And, you know, I think for me, I feel like, you know, there, you know, going back to the intention of why you're doing this. And I feel like, you know, right now there's just so much, so much. And I'm sitting there going, how much of this is meaningful? And it's, you know, well, there's, you know, for every good piece of content, there's at least 10 pieces of just virtual crap. And, uh, you know, making the clay basically is an analogy uh, that I found when it comes to, you know, building something with foundation and, and quanti- quantity is, is great, but quality is even more important moving forward. And yeah, it's important to be consistent and it's important to have some form of routine. We have a routine right now where we jam once a week. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like you know, if we didn't have the content or we didn't have, you know, the, the, the meaningful quality of the content, I don't think we'd be doing this every week. And I feel like, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, we have to put our audience in mind. What do they want to hear? What did they want to listen to? And I feel like, you know, it's important for us to sit back and, you know, sometimes I take time in making the clay. I take time in actually crafting something. Um, and, and I know that when it does come out, it's going to look great or it's going to sound great or it's going to feel great. And I feel like sometimes we need to step back and go, right, you know, what are we putting out there and is it worth the audience listening to? Which is what we've talked about. The first time was just a jam and then we evolved yep. and talk about what our goals are and it's to educate you, entertain you, inspire you. Right, and teach you how to manage through tongue twisters once yeah, in a while. And prepare for podcasts. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. <laughs> I've got a question for you. So last week I shared my values and, uh, you know, we went through the process of, of this, you know, whole value-based system. And I wanted to sh- you to share me your values. And I know that that was something that we were going to talk about this week. So I'm just curious, what are your values and how have you used them in business lately? I think my values over time have obviously changed. There's been a couple that have always stuck to where I'm going and helped my moral compass and my business compass. And the four values that have always stuck with me is integrity fun, creativity, and communication. Okay. And if something compromises one of those values, I can't be a part of it. Right. So like I just walked away from a big client. It compromised my integrity. It it compromised my ethics. It made me uncomfortable. It wasn't fun anymore. It hindered my creativity. 
I've said yes to projects that might not be as financially fruitful as I wanted to because I see the value in working in a specific field or with a brand and it allows me to be really creative. If those four areas are not an alignment for me, and when I say communication, it's quite broad, but there has to be good communication between me and clients. I have to be able to right. communicate their message effectively. I have to have right. a certain level of free range freedom. I can't be right. micromanaged. There has right. to be, you know, communication is quite broad, but I'm a communicator. So that's an important value for me. Right. So, right. So, so communication, integrity, and the other two were? Oh, fun and um, creativity. Creativity. Okay. And what, and okay. So let's talk about the why. So obviously you and I are big fans of the why and we're big fans of having a why and you know, uh, what is your why and how do you, how do you apply it to business? And my big why is I, I've learned, and I mean, just going through Simon Sinek's book, start with why. Yeah. I have a, I have a lot of work to do to really drill it down, but where I'm at right now with what my why is, and I think they're always changing depending mm-hmm. on what you're doing in life, your why is they're always evolving. changing. And yeah. evolving, yeah. but yeah. I'm a pa- I'm very passionate about creating and storytelling. That's my right. why. And if I right. am in an alignment with a brand or a company or a person, I'm passionate about it. I tell stories about it. Like I was on a podcast this morning, and I brought up this podcast. Right. And I brought you up because I'm passionate about it, and right. I'm a passionate storyteller. And that's my why. That's why I do right. what I do. That's why I get up right. every day. And that's right. why people hire me. They don't hire, they, they, they meet me and they can feel my passion and they hear me tell stories or watch me tell stories and they find that it jives with their vibe. We work together. That's right. Yeah. And I, you know, last week I, I talked about how my purpose was about empowering digital brands. And, you know, I was, when I, before I just I left Australia, I, I, you know, left something that was very permanent and, you know, it was something that I had a choice of staying for, but I just didn't feel like the purpose smashed anymore you know I felt like I was in a situation where I couldn't empower the brand digitally anymore I can empower the brand in general anymore because it had the culture had changed and the culture you know had become something very different from from what what it was when we first started and it was time for me to to make a different decision and change the path and sometimes you know it's not just about the comfort zone it's not just about the financial gain or or financial means i think you and i Blair, have both walked away sometimes when the feeling just doesn't feel right anymore it's time for us to move on so exactly. you know i think i think i think values and purpose are so important for any business because it's your moral compass you know and uh, it it allows you to navigate through you know times when it's difficult and uh, you know it's it allows you to make some tough decisions but also allows you to stand by those tough decisions so you know I think I think we have both been students to the game when it comes to business and I think we've both learned over time that values are a really good place to go to when it comes to making those hard decisions so if you're a business owner and you're listening to this um, it's important to perhaps evolve or revisit your values and purpose and um, you know we'd be happy to chat with you anytime if you are struggling with it exactly and Maybe before we wrap up, why don't we just share a couple tips on how we can support local businesses. The economies are starting to open up. There's some sad, scary statistics about businesses not reopening. So what can we do to support? Restrictions are loosening up. Right. So what can we do to support one another? Do you have some ideas? Because I got some ideas. (laughs) Yeah. So look, I I mean, you know, there's a couple of places here, local businesses that I support. Um, There, you know, there was a brilliant coffee shop here. I think it's called the Bear Soren Cafe. 
And they're really cool where they partnered up with a bunch of food trucks. So the food trucks, to, you know, were wiped out during this entire quarantine because the food trucks survived on big events. So this coffee shop partnered with different food trucks and um, <clears throat> every day of the week, they'd have a different food truck and they would let them, you know, park their vehicle in the parking lot and they would, you know, have a joint venture and uh, they would, you know, use social media to tell people what the different, you know, food trucks were, the different menus were. So <clears throat> I would use social media to know what the menus were. I'd have a, a theme week, like every, you know, once or a second time in a week, I'd actually go support the food trucks and I'd go to the coffee shop and buy a, a cheesecake or, or something and everything was takeout. So um, you know, I'm really big on supporting the local businesses. The biggest thing I'm learning right now is that a lot of these local businesses are taking a big hit with delivery fees because if they're partnered with a third party company, chances are the commissions or the fees that they're paying are really high. So if you are going to get food delivered, ask the restaurant if they have their own delivery system. But more importantly, you know, if you really want to support the local business, go to their location and pick it up. You're saving them costs and deliveries, but more importantly, you're supporting them and the funds are going directly to them. So, um, you know, I, I definitely would say have a theme of the week for, for takeout or, or delivery. And if you are getting delivery, you know, go pick it up at, at the, the location if you can. And I am completely like all for that. And if you're someone who isn't in a position to spend money on going out because some of us are in, you know, yeah. in a bit of a transition or holding pattern, what you can do is if you have social media, go online to your favorite business's Facebook page, leave them a review, comment yeah. on their posts, share their posts to your network. You know, yeah. like if you, for example, want to test it out, you can go to my page, Blair Kaplan Communications, maybe leave me a review. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. I laughed really hard and tried the tongue twister. I mean, maybe you have a really favorite coffee shop in town. Yeah. Do what you can to support them. Like just take that time, like their posts, leave them a review. You know, maybe it's on TripAdvisor, maybe it's Yelp, maybe it's Instagram. Yep. Engagement on social media helps their brand have exposure and will really set them up for when they reopen to help get more eyeballs on their posts. So spend some yeah. time engaging with the brands you really love and they'll, you know, they'll show you that love right back. Well, not all of them. A good brand will show you that love right back. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, share, share your food. That's one thing that I really, uh, you know, noticed as I would send people, you know, who live in the area, a WhatsApp message of what I ordered. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. I, you know, I'm definitely going to go there tomorrow or I'm going to try it out myself. So, you know, you're an influencer as well. And, you know, if you're taking selfie pics, you might as well take some selfie pics of your, of your takeout. I think that's great. So what are you reading right now? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Um, you know, I'm doing some, I'm doing a bunch of podcast research right now. So I just listened to the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Um, he just recently had Elon Musk a couple of days ago. And I'm just doing some research because I feel like the podcast avenue is something that a lot of us as businesses have to invest in. I had a really good conversation just this week with Shane Gibson from Vancouver. And uh, Shane was the founder of, I think he wrote the book Sociable, but, you know, was a speaker and had a podcast. And, um, you know, he's just someone that I, I, I needed to reconnect with. So I'm actually reconnecting with people right now, Claire. Um, I'm really trying to go down the avenue of um, going into my, my social media following and going, who have I not kept in touch with and who can I talk to as well? So that's sort of where I'm at right now as far as listening to tools. And I just, you know, this is a new thing I'm doing. I just picked up the paper. Uh, and I'm, I'm reading the newspaper once a week. Um, so every Sunday I actually sit down and, uh, you know, I, this is last week's paper as well. So I, I, I tend to, I tend to just read the paper and see what's out there and I do it once a week and that's my thing. So look, I can get the news on, on, on my phone, but 
there's nothing better than just having a cup of coffee and reading the newspaper. I love the, the smell and the texture of a newspaper. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We or only... even a book, or actually like touching a book, an oh. old book. Actually, oh, that's so cool. what's funny, so I just started listening. I know you're curious about what I'm listening to. I just mm-hmm. started listening to Becoming from Michelle Obama. Yeah. So what's funny about that, because I like to listen on my walks or while I'm doing chores, is I actually bought the hardcover book and started reading it. And I had multiple people like, oh, you just need to listen to it. You need to listen to it. And I was like, no, I'm going to read it. And eventually I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to read it anymore. I want to listen to it. So I gave the copy away. I I paid it forward and I got the audio, audio version. So I'm excited that I'm, you know, listening to that. And, you know, I've just really been enjoying like the Libby, like for us, it's like a Libby library app and I get all these magazines downloaded directly to my iPad. And I'm just like really into celebrity gossip fashion magazines, health magazines. And like, it's just a nice escape because I spend a lot of time reading about business. That for me, it's a little bit of an escape, like reality TV. Yeah. Uh, The new thing I'm doing as far as watching, speaking of reality TV. um, So I do this thing called Power Hour where I take a a lunch break um, during the day and I turn on Netflix and I actually watch stand-up comedy. So, um, you know, I feel like we need a little bit more laughter in our day. Um, and so my new thing this last week has been, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of stand-up comedy, depending on my day, uh, while I'm having lunch. And it's awesome because I'm laughing, I'm in a good mood, I'm positive. Uh, and then I go back to work and I'm basically smiling and everybody knows that when Bosco's smiling, he's more productive. So, so that's, that's, that's some, you know, that's a new tip that I did. I was watching the news yesterday and they said that this lady in Rome had sent a postcard and it arrived to her address 40 years later. Okay, so this postcard has been everywhere and it's finally arrived to a house. So she, this lady sent a postcard to her dad um, 40 years ago from Rome and it made its way to Australia just like this week it arrived. So I was like, Mail, mail. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, But Um, yes, old books, old postcards, old newspapers, you know, that you, you can't beat that. Um, well, maybe we should wrap up this episode of B Squared Social Jam with a joke. I got a cute little cheesy one. Okay, hit me. I kind of, okay, I kind of just gave it away. I'll give you a different one. How do you okay. make a tissue dance? Okay, I'll try that again. Okay, ready? How do you make a tissue dance? How? You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> so thanks, That's thanks, a good one. Thanks for laughing with my joke and with me and at me, whatever. No, that, that's good. I'm laughing with you for yeah. sure. So that's thanks thanks to everyone who tuned in, took the time to watch this, listen yeah. to it, you know, we laughed got, a we little. Got some, we got some fun videos coming in the coming weeks as well. So we got uh, some, some fun stuff to share in the coming weeks as well. All right. Well, peace out. Peace out, homies.